0: Hey there friend, before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share something really special with you. If you are tired of feeling stuck in the wine trap and ready to reclaim your freedom, I've got just the thing. This is my free seven easiest quit tips guide and inside you're gonna find simple, actionable tips to kickstart your journey to sobriety and discover the joy of living alcohol free. It really is joyous. So if you're curious about how easy it can be to break free from the cycle of drinking, just head over to vibewithstephanie.com dot com slash guide to grab your copy today. You're not alone on this journey. It's a lot easier than you think, especially with this seven easy quit tips guide. Go grab it now and then get comfy and settled in for our coming up episode. So tell me if you're up to it about this last journey
1: of sobriety. You were sober for how many days, then you drank and why? I mean, I was on what, 40, 44 days, I believe. And I was feeling great and amazing and kicking ass and taking names and taking over the world and being at a hundred percent, not, not feeling down and depressed and lethargic. And so, I mean, I was great. I mean, you saw me, I was like, let's do this. Life is beautiful. And I mean, life was more vibrant and beautiful. And I just felt just even just more like just hopeful and optimistic and looking forward to the future and the things to come. So it was good. Honestly, what happened on the 13th was it was, it was honestly just nothing. Like that's what's, that's what stinks the most about it is like, we went out to dinner, which I've gone out to dinner several times since all this, like that's, that was not like a first time too much thing. And, um, we decided to go out on the 13th instead of the 14th, just because it was going to be, you know, a madhouse if we went on the 13th. And it was just that little voice in my head being like, you've been so good you've been so good. And, and one is not gonna hurt. And you know, you've earned this one. And this is your Valentine's Day celebration with your boyfriend. And, and it just, you know, I'm just I don't know why I'm hardwired that way. I have certain nights where it doesn't hit me as bad and other nights where it hits me hard. But like, it just one is never enough. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, okay, well, two will be fine. And the next thing we're changing venues. And for some reason, when you change venues, you get to reset just like the drinking clock, which makes no sense. So yeah, we just went to three different places and I had two drinks at all three different places. And I think, I think I had six or seven in total, but I mean, I hadn't drank in 44 days and it like, it's almost like to me when you eat a clean diet and then you haven't eaten like a cheeseburger in like two months or a month and then you eat a cheeseburger and you're just like, I feel awful. And that's honestly how it's been. And it's just, I think for me, it's honestly my body also being like, we don't want this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't want this in our body. Cause I mean, my my abdomen hurts. I'm nauseated. I mean, I basically feel like I have the flu. Like I feel awful. And even like my partner's like, you know, oh, maybe you have food poisoning. And I'm just like, this is not food poisoning. This is not food poisoning. So yeah, that was it. I'm just I didn't want to. I don't – it's that hard balance, right, of not being too hard on yourself and also, like, not making excuses for yourself either. And that's such a hard thing to navigate because I don't want to just – if I beat myself up, then I'm just going to, you know, possibly self-sabotage longer. But if I don't beat myself up, then I'm making excuses to kind of kick the can down the road too, so – that's basically it. And I just, like I said, I've just been feeling really, really, I mean, I'm just genuinely like very ill, sick, like very sick. And so it was a very big reminder of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that the the little voice in the head of like, you've been so good, one is fine, is like, it's just not it. <laughs> it's just not it. it's like oh just texting your boyfriend and going visit him one time even though he's awful like is like no why would I do that why why do that so that's basically the synopsis of what happened I was gonna hop on tonight with you guys and you know I won't want to say fess up. And that's the other thing in the group too. And that's the same. Like I have to lean into what we say to other people in the group in the sense of like, just because you drink or you relapse, don't not come back. Like that's when you need the support the most. But I also don't want to hamper other people's journey and like other people's successes and, and them being like, I mean, hopefully when you get to a certain point in this journey and you see people relapsing like that, you're kind of, it's a good reminder of you for you that that's not what, you know, this is why I'm not doing that. But yeah, that's basically
0: it. Every story, every milestone, every point in your sobriety is a story. No matter if it's your day one, if you relapsed, if anything, they're going to go, remember, you can't just have one because this is yeah. what's going to happen. And then it makes me sick. And not only that. It helps people feel not alone. Addiction in general is so isolating that we all think we're the only ones going through it
1: and how scum of the earth we are. And so the problem is there's so much shame put on it by other people that don't struggle with something. I'm like, if you haven't struggled with it, quite frankly, like, I don't feel like you really get an opinion about it because you don't know. Like if you've ever kind of, you've been through it, you've walked the walk, you've talked the talk, then fine. But yeah, there is a stigma. And that's unfortunate because it's all it's doing is just keeping people sick and down longer. I'm glad that you decided to come back.
0: Your absence is always really noticeable for me because you've been here with me from the start. So I I know
1: I can always tell you start checking on me and you're like, you're too quiet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though. <laughs> I've given you tough love. I've given you soft love. I've given you all the different kinds of love. And this time I just do want you to give yourself some grace because you did make it 40 plus days. And it was really not a fault of yours. I mean, Valentine's day, just like Christmas, just like Thanksgiving, it's like, it's still a heavy trigger. I remember one of the boyfriends that I had before such a jerk told me that I should quit drinking. You're an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic. And I was like, well, then you need to quit drinking because all we do is drink together. Yeah. And it was Valentine's night and he brought out this big bottle of Chianti and we were sitting on the back porch. And these like really beautiful wine glasses, like the extra round ones. But yeah, and he opened a glass of red wine. He opened the bottle and poured himself a glass of red wine. And I had only stopped drinking. I I hadn't even quit yet. But he's like, "If you drink this, you're an alcoholic, and we're done." And I drank it. (laughs) That was Valentine's
1: Day. Well, I swirled it around
0: first. It was like, you know, how well, much- I
1: think that's a contributor too because I don't know, you know, you think like Valentine's Day, oh, like fancy like and night I'm thinking because I will tell you like the NA beers have been helpful in like moments of weakness, but there is really, unfortunately, no red wine replacement that is similar like at all, like there's not even a close second. And so I think for me, like when I'm craving red wine, like that's harder to overcome than I'm like, oh, if I'm craving a Corona. The non-alcoholic one tastes identical so I can satisfy that craving without relapsing, without actually drinking alcohol. So I do think that that was a contributing factor. And there's people around you and it's all around us all the time. And so it was just a trifecta, and it was just you know it was that silent little you know it. You've been good, you've been so good, you're feeling so great. Why not celebrate? You know what I mean? And that's the that's the addiction, that's the excuse making that we make to to have it. So I actually I hate saying this, but I'm actually glad that I didn't just drink one glass of wine because I feel like it would have just enabled me to be like. Ah you're fixed. So it's almost better that I did like go off the rails and over drink because I'm just kind of like, that's what's back behind door B. If you keep going back. I love that. That That is exactly what's behind door B. That is it. (laughs) You can close that door and reopen it however many times you want to. That same, <laughs> that same crap is going to be on the other side of it. So yeah, and that was a
0: visualization like you just peeking behind the door. Oh, yeah. Poison.
1: Still poison. Yeah. Just
0: like only a couple of months ago, this new Italian restaurant opened up. And I think I told you this story. That was the first time I had sat at a table across from somebody, my husband, who was drinking wine. Uh-huh. And it was very uncomfortable. And at that point, I was two plus years sober. And I had a like a hit in my throat. And I felt warm and it was an Italian restaurant and he was drinking the wine. And I think it was Chianti, which is also a trigger, I guess. So I don't know that it, any, I don't know when that gets easier to sit yeah. around drinking red wine. I think but, um, that well, was- that's
1: been hard for me too. Cause I'm just like, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, can I just never go out to dinner anymore? Like, can I all should? And do I just have to be a person that like, Hey, I'm going to pick new breakfast spots and lunch spots, spots, but like dinners can't happen. I don't know. Like I I have a hard time believing that's not going to be a forever thing, but I think it's probably a for right now thing. And for, you know, for early sobriety, because I think for me, it's not the easiest. And if you're in that mode, like there's there's not enough steps between me and the drink to, to kind of rationalize that and get through that first. At least if I'm here and there's a craving, I'm like, okay, you got to get in your car. You got to drive to the store. You got to go inside. Like, I mean, there's been times where I've gone through some of those steps and then still not drank. And I'm like, you know, I've, I've been able to upset that craving. So I think being in the, in the restaurant right there, especially when the person in from you orders a drink, you're like, Well, that comes with our appetizers, right? (laughs) So it's just, it was just too, too much. They've got the
0: environment set up so that you want to drink and you want to drink more and it's very, it's, and we still have it glamorized and that's, that's something that can be broken. I, I feel like I have at least broken the glamorous side of looking at alcohol. Like it's something that'll make me more beautiful or more classy or more glamorous or whatever, at least that's broken. But even now, Will orders sake when we go for sushi and stuff, and that is not as big of a trigger. It still sucks because I miss being able to have sake. Yeah, I can't, thank God he doesn't drink dirty martinis and red wine. But yeah, it's always going to be kind of a trigger. It does get easier,
1: but I would still stay far away from that red
0: wine at night across
1: yeah. the table. Well, and that's why I told my partner I was like, for the next. 30 days, unfortunately, like there's no more. If we want to eat food out, we got to do delivery or we've got to do to go. It's just not, it's just, it's just not, it's not worth it. It's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. At least. It's also it's
0: extra it. hard on you. Like yeah. it is emotional. It is emotional. Yeah. Emot- yeah. That, like the Italian place we went to and he was drinking the red wine and it was just, just a few months ago and two plus years. Yeah. All it was was him drinking a glass of wine, and it made me like worn out, like exhausted. I shouldn't have had to sit through, I feel like.
1: Yeah, well, so. it is kind of a form of tor- torture because you're also trying to stay vigilant with yourself. And that's what seems hard, too, is I feel like you get to a certain point where you start to feel invincible a little bit. And like you have beat it and mm-hmm. you're through the weeds and you're good to go. And it, there is this certain level of like still needing to stay vigilant. And that's a little bit of a struggle for sure.
0: And that's where you need to start protecting yourself and looking out for yourself and right, knowing your boundaries and setting them like don't don't go to a place that has red wine ask your partner not to drink when you guys go out for dinner
1: yes i agree completely and i think that that's you know hopefully we have supportive partners in our relationship where we can come to them and and say that that is what we need and like you got to whatever you got to do, just don't do it in front of me. And that's my that's what I've told my partner, I'm like, I don't care if you you know, you don't have the struggles with it with your physical health and all of that stuff like I have. So if you go out with friends, or you're at a work event or whatever, and I'm not there by all means, as long as you're safe to drive home, like I have no objections, but like, in front of me next to me around me, like, at least I think early on, I need as much support as I can possibly get.
0: And I would say six months to a year and you don't have to tell him that. So he doesn't freak out, but it's going to be yeah. a while.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you're talking of, like breaking like 15 year, uh, like habit of routines. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's not going to be like an overnight switch and an overnight change for him you mean for me like being able to be just in environments and around people drinking and sitting people, oh, yeah. and just be unscathed by it like it just doesn't affect you at all like it's, it's just I do think that that's a tool that I will eventually have but I think like you said in the first like six months 12 months like I think I'm still gonna be you know delicate sensitive to Delic- stuff yeah yeah
0: very important because it does sneak up quick and out of the blue, and and if you're not prepared, you're done. Like yeah, there, you know, willpower. There's only so much willpower you can have, but if you keep putting yourself in a place
1: I do, you like we like as time passes by and you start to it almost kind of like remember what like you have your like worst flu or when you were very sick like when time passes by or when you childbirth is a good example like it, how like painful and awful and the struggle was and then this time passes by and you're like oh it wasn't so bad I also <laughs> think that's a big contributor too because I think on that on that day I was just kind of like was Like it, you know, it seems like I, I started to feel kind of invincible and I'm just kind of like, well, you're feeling invincible because of the fact that you're not doing this. <laughs> so.
0: And because you had no toxins and all your organs are breathing and yeah. in, <laughs>
1: yeah. your body's like, your body is feeling alive because you're not putting poison into it. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine, I, I mean,
0: I, you were just right there at that tipping point. I know we say that a lot, like every time, like if you're 15 days sober or 21 or 30 or 40, I'll be like, Oh my God, you're just right there. You're just right there. Cause there's so many peaks and valleys and peaks yeah. and valleys. And I think that 45 day would have just like put you right over the point where then you could really be smooth sailing again for a while. Yeah. But I kind of, Number remember my 45-day mark where it was really kind of rocky. The excitement was over because my 30 days had already happened and I was feeling good and strong.
1: Oh, I'd even have day-to-day sometimes. I do feel like early on, it was kind of like I was across the board. I mean, I would be on top of the world bouncing off the walls one day. And then the next day, I'm just kind of like, I don't want to do anything. I'm irritable. I'm angry. I don't know what I'm angry about, but I'm angry. So yeah, that was... That lasted for a while, for sure. Yeah, but I also yeah. think that, you know, that's that's just us needing to develop, like, day-to-day coping mechanisms for, like, how to handle stressful situations. And, you know, b- prior to that, we would go to having a drink or two to check out from those things. And now we can't do that. We have to face. We have to turn and we have to face this stuff. And you were doing it.
0: You were doing it. And yeah. you were doing it morning routines and you were throwing yours you won all like every award that they had at your job (laughs) yeah like a couple of days ago (laughs) you
1: know yeah yeah no I was definitely killing it for sure and so I'm I'm you know I'm just like I like you said I'm just trying to be like okay what what can I what can I learn here what is my takeaway what is my learning opportunity that I need to pick up and carry with me and what things do I need to leave behind that are not going to serve me in, you know, completing the journey that I'm, I'm on with this. So.
0: I think you're, you're where you need to be mentally. I just think you need to watch where your body gets placed.
1: Yeah. And what time. And yeah, and I think good. I do have to be very vigilant with like where I am all the time, like all, all the time. Yes. Um, <laughs> Me too.
0: There was a lot of times where I have to to leave my house. There's like a gas station and I have to pass it all the time. And I had to like white knuckle my steering wheel often. And I still do sometimes about cigarettes. I'm like, I'm gonna pull in there and give me a pack of cigarettes right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're not girl. No, you're not. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Um, So you do, you have to watch where you're, where you are in in Texas. So, but but you you're you're right where you need to be again I think and I, how do you feel going forward are you ready to go again are you get how do you like what do you feel
1: oh yeah i'm not no i don't want to yeah that was an awful experience and i don't want to go through it again i wouldn't wish it upon my first, worst enemy so no i'm like i'm right back on on the horse and right i'm i'm taking that as a as a lesson learned and dusting myself off again and getting getting back up
0: all right i'm proud of you for that i went to a a restaurant today and he ordered a blue moon and i ordered i said what kind of beer do you have that's alcohol free and she said we have stella and i was like oh it's cool stella and so she brings it and and i was like i'm sorry i am sober i need the one that's alcohol free she's like oh my god so sorry. then she brought me the one that was 0. 0.0 and it was pretty good
1: oh my gosh thank goodness you checked the bottle I know I know I know <laughs> or it would have been a party yeah, that. that like dopamine hit I'm like have you watched that I can't remember the name of the podcast but she talks about how basically some people can receive higher levels of dopamine from alcohol than other people do so it's like eating cake so you like you know, when you eat a piece of cake, it's like, okay, this tastes good. But then you have somebody who eats a piece of cake and like their dopamine level is like astronomically higher than other people. And I I wonder when they do more studies and research on it, but I wonder if that could be a contributing factor from like a genetic level. If like the, the dopamine hit and the level of dopamine hit that we, we receive is much higher. And so there's just a much larger draw to it than to our, we'll say, standard. It
0: feels right to me because- <laughs> I were to have a sip of wine, let's go.
1: Brain receptors are like, we love that. That's great. That's what we want. Yes, 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 yes. More of that. I've really enjoyed learning a lot about the science behind it because honestly, too, it like it helps normalize. Like, you're not broken. You're not awful. You're not a horrible human being. You're not any of those things. Like, there is scientific proven facts that this is an addictive substance and it does affect people more. Some people are more. Sub- Uh, prone to having issues with it than others so that was also an interesting thing to learn about yeah
0: I love that what website was or podcast was that
1: it was overpowered sober powered yes I just know because you told me about it one time before she's great she's an actual scientist that has struggled with alcohol addiction and she uh, she literally just gives like scientific research so it's like non-bias it's just like this is the research these are the facts and there's a lot of really useful helpful information in there and hopefully helpful information for somebody to like help remove that shame surrounding it because i think like we've talked about i think that's a big contributing factor of why people struggle for as long as they do and i'm like it shouldn't be like that definitely but yeah i'm just i'm doing okay i'm just Staying home and resting and hydrating and trying to just do some yoga and some meditation and keep myself centered and grounded and dust myself off and learn the things that I've learned and do better.
0: I don't think I'd be sitting here sober with you right now if it weren't for Ritual Zero Proof. I'm telling you right now, do not let yourself be thirsty. Do not let yourself have FOMO. Enjoy the holidays. Get yourself some Ritual Zero Proof. I love the rum because you can use it for eggnog. I love the whiskey because you can use it for bourbon balls, which are all part of my family holiday traditions of getting drunk and making everything full of alcohol. You don't have to do that now. You can use Ritual Zero Proof and you will not feel like you're missing out at all. Go to ritualzeroproof.com and use my code RZPME, and that will get you a discount. I can't wait to hear how you love it. I remember when I took an accidental drink after four, let's see, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. I was eight months sober and had an accidental slam swig of beer because I thought it was club soda in Mexico and they were both in like very similar freaking cans and I want my whole body was out of whack like out of control the chemicals in my body everything was lit up like I was scared I was trembling I, I was a hot mess almost like I was hungover, even though I just had a sip or whatever it just really disrupted everything so I'm glad to hear that you're grounding because that could just, that's when people will be like, well, I already, you know, cheated on my diet. So I might as well just eat the whole cake or I might as well just
1: eat the whole, you know, all the donuts or whatever. So. Well, and I think that's why, when I said, I'm kind of happy that I didn't just have one or two, because I feel like that would have enabled. Oh, oh, look at that. We are fixed. You know what I mean? And then just, and then it would have just been a slippery slope back down the same crap. So I'm actually like, as much as I feel like crap and I felt like crap for two days, I'm also just kind of like, yeah, door number two, we've opened that door and it's the same thing.
0: I have heard women who go back after quitting for a year or whatever, however long, and they start with the one glass and they're like, oh my God, I am fix I really am and then they do it again they're able to do it like two or three max more times and then the next thing you know they're like face down in a yeah. gallon yeah <laughs> so it, it really it's going door number two is going to be there whichever way you choose to get to it it's wow. coming
1: for you Well, and I think that I've read too from things that they say that occasionally some people that go back out, as they say, that they basically just pick up right where they left off. Like, it's just like, it's not, it's not as progressive anymore. It's like, boom, you're right back in like the thick of it. So that's kind of, I mean, it's a little scary to think about it that way.
0: Makes me want to
1: croak and die. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) To think about one glass of wine sending me back to my back porch
1: to your worst to your worst days me. and your worst times
0: yeah at the last moment that i when i was you know just so desperate to quit i just want to. that makes me really not feel right i I do not like that yeah. and then but I, what i've heard is that it does progress so you start back there exactly where you started left but then quickly you pick up the pace and are drinking yeah. on And they say, as women, the older we are when we stop or the old, yeah, the older we are when we're, we stop, the harder it is to quit. And the more we drink when we pick it back up. So I'd be scared to death. I'd be, I was, I was scared to death on the day I took my last drink. I was scared to death and what would ever make me think that I would be anything other than that, if to, to imagine having to be just put right back on my back porch, I would just makes me so
1: sad to think about. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for meeting with me. I appreciate you.
0: Thanks for meeting with me. Don't you
1: disappear. It might take me a minute, but <laughs> on to you. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I just, you're like, what's the guy from home alone? Not home alone. What was that stupid show where the guy never showed his face, but he always peered his face over the fence. Yeah. That's yeah, you.
0: I'm the tool man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, you're like, what's going on? Where are you? <laughs> I do. I should just send you those, the emoji eyes. Yeah. <laughs> or the, there's a detective emoji too.
1: You can run, but you can't hide.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you can be like,
0: block. All right. Well, do you want to meditate or you're good?
1: It's up to you. That's well, one thing that I'm religious about, man. I, I, I meditate like that is not, that is a no non-negotiable. I don't skip it. I don't. So that's probably the, honestly, that's probably the easiest one that comes to me is doing meditations. So fabulous.
0: Were you like that before, or this is a newer experience for you?
1: I, meditation has been a big part of my life for probably a while, probably since like 2017, 2018. Oh, okay. um, so, cause I mean, it's just, it helps with a lot of things like yeah. I'm OCD and like ADHD. And so it's like, it just helps kind of keep me centered and grounded and rational and reasonable. And yeah, there's so many benefits. I'm actually, I love that. Like there's so much more stuff coming out about this stuff that I'm like, Oh, it's not like when I first started doing like the crystal court singing bowls and like the meditation stuff and all of this, like people would go on my lives when I was on Periscope and they'd be like, is this witchcraft? oh my god i'm like what is this witchcraft what are you talking about yeah i used to get accused of being like into witchcraft when i was doing meditation and i'm just so happy that we've come full circle on that where i'm like okay this is great we can enjoy this now
0: i i'm like blown away by the fact that you were doing that live on periscope first of all oh yeah that's amazing i was like
1: I still have like my crystal court singing bowls and all the things and I think for me I don't know like it's just like I I guess maybe it's imposter syndrome like I don't want to feel like I'm trying to heal and help other people when I'm still struggling myself. So I feel like I'm like you have to be like through the weeds and through the thick of this and once you are then you can go help other people. Um but yeah it's it is something that I really do love and enjoy.
0: Why don't you? First of all that's not a true that's not true. You you don't have to be anywhere to be able to help other people. Just you do that, you know, that that sound is healing. So I think you should do it and you don't have to be perfect. I feel, I understand imposter syndrome. I feel it all the time still. And it's really hard, especially when I, in early sobriety, I was like, I have no business speaking out. I could drink tonight. I could drink an hour. Like I, I'm not healed. We're never going to be healed we're never gonna be perfect. we're never you know perfect. so I think you should do that in our group and I think that would be so amazing just dip your feet in just do like five minutes be like this is one of the sounds that I learned and I love it and it it's healed me and I just wanted to share it with you and you know just dip your toes in because that that's really cool. I love all these modalities but I had to look too because I'm a, like a newer Christian. Just like two years ago, I'd be meditating. I remember
1: you talking about it in one of the, like one of the courses that we did. You're like, is this okay?
0: My, <laughs> oh, right. Like, am I allowed to be, doing? I have to Google that. Hold on. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't know some, and some, even now though, I think tarot cards are not supposed, not, not all that good. Yeah, Um, I think
1: tarot and then I don't think that they love the crystal thing because you're not supposed to like it's like seeking out like other gods or whatever, whatever. So to me, I'm just like, I don't know, I think to each their own. And if it heals you and if it makes you happy and it gets you well, then what different strokes for different folks like. I'm I've actually had an argument with people about crystals and I was just like did you know that scientists have proven that the placebo effect actually does take effect on the brain which actually can have physical change on the body so if you carrying around this little rock create helps you with your belief system then carry around the damn rock. I'm not as like woo woo into the crystals as I used to be I definitely could show in my collection I have some intent I have some like 15 pound amethyst and huge pieces yeah i'm like a modern day hippie i love that well it's just funny because i'm you know i'm in residential real estate and i do all the professional stuff that i do but i'm just like i'm like i'm really an earth child at heart You are. I just, What's your, but- I just think it's cool because like these are all crystals that these are all stones that have been found from the earth. Like these are real things that the planet has made. Like these beautiful colors and these, like that's what I find is like just amazing and phenomenal about it. What were you gonna ask me? What's what? my zodiac sign i feel like you're we after my zodiac you're a sagittarius i'm a sagittarius sagittarius i have a cancer moon and uh scorpio rising you know your sun sign and your moon sign no no what's your what's your what's your main sign capricorn capricorn you can find it online you literally just go to like a website they'll ask you like what where you were born and then what time you were born and then it'll be able to give you your rising and your moon so your main sign is your main sign your somebody's gonna probably like correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a while but your rising is how other people see you and your moon sign is how you see yourself so my Mm -hmm. moon sign is cancer so I'm really like sweet and soft and emotional and all these things but my rising sign is Scorpio so I come across as very like cold and calculated and all these things and I'm it's so funny because like I'm actually like quite the opposite I think is how I come across to people I'm very direct and forward and matter of fact and know what I want. And I'm like goal oriented and all these things. But like when I'm like, I'm a marshmallow on the inside. (laughs) Thanks for meeting with me. I appreciate you. Have a great night. Thanks for sharing
0: everything with us. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, girl. Okay. Bye. Did you know there is one missing piece to you finally getting sober once and for all? That missing piece is mindset. That's the thing that's going to help you transform your life from the inside out. I am so thrilled to invite you to my free Mindset Masterclass, where we dive into proven strategies to shift that mindset and really create a life filled with purpose, abundance, and joy. If you're tired of feeling stuck in those limiting beliefs and ready for a mindset of growth and possibility, then this Masterclass is for you. If you're ready to rewrite your story and step into the best version of yourself, this Masterclass is for you. Join me at vibewithstephanie.com slash masterclass. Your mindset is the key to unlocking the life of your dreams. I can't wait to see you inside. Just go to vibewithstephanie.com masterclass.